Squire Radio, I'm Bo. And I'm John Davis. JD! Hey, Bo, good morning, man. Good morning to you too, sir. How are you doing this morning? <laughs> I'm doing great. Yeah. yeah, I'm doing really good. Yeah. Bright-eyed and bushy-tailed, and uh, you know, it, it's morning time. <laughs> we were just talking about how it's hard to find coffee in Las Vegas. Yes. Like, they, they don't, you know, a lot of well, hotels... Well, on the Strip, specifically. Well, on the Strip. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's right. That's right. So, we're staying on the Strip, and all these... You know, the, all this stuff is overpriced here. It, it, let's just be honest about it. And so what they do, you know, you, you get used to going to like a Hampton Inn or a Holiday Inn Express. Sure, and yeah. They have the little crummy coffee maker in the room. And then down in the lobby, they just have coffee. They're just giving just, out. It's, it's all over the place. It's, it's just, just a hospitality thing. They're it like, flows look, like water. you're spending money with us. What The least we can do is give you a cup of coffee, That's even right. if it's not a good cup of coffee. And, and in Vegas, they just... They don't care about that <laughs> no. or you. <laughs> <laughs> we're we're going to get your money. We're going to get it this way. We're going to so get it that way. We're going to no, get your money. There's no coffee pot in the room. There's no, you know, this room doesn't have any microwave. So even no. if we had cold coffee and wanted to nuke it, which is disgusting, we couldn't even do that. No. Yeah. So they force you to go to one of their coffee shops on the on the bottom floor. But all the coffee shops have lines that are wrapped around the building. This is true. I feel like half of the challenge of at least half of the challenge of las vegas is figuring out where you're going to eat within a reasonable time period <laughs> right and where to get coffee <laughs> right right like right. those those two things like where where can i eat and where can i get coffee and then related to the coffee thing is like is there a place i can refill my bottle of water yeah <laughs> yeah i got it it's a mess I, it's just really crazy i gotta tell you and I, I'm, I'm kind of ooh, i feel so so weird about this because that we we're, as you and i are sitting down we're recording on a sunday right yeah no that's and right we, i was just listening to my priest's uh, sermon a few minutes ago actually i, I, I get that i'm sorry to interrupt no, 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 it's ahead, just so funny because i had this like strange moment i'm sitting at a slot machine <laughs> smoking my pipe <laughs> Okay, like like I'm literally right. sitting at a slot machine smoking my pipe because right. I want not because I was playing the slot machine, although that would have been fine. But I wanted to smoke my pipe and you can smoke on the casino floor. Yeah. yeah. And so I had my headphones in listening to, you know, this morning's homily and uh, and, and and smoking my pipe. And I'm sitting here in front of like, you know. Three three jacks uh, <laughs> slots or whatever. I'm just like, what? On what universe am, am I living in? <laughs> right, right, exactly. Anyway, I'm starting to interrupt. No, it's okay. It's okay. Well, what I was gonna say is that you know, on Sunday, like we're we're here, we've got we've got a pretty packed day. You know, you and I, we've got some shows we're gonna yeah. be recording. Yeah, uh, we're exciting. hoping to see some folks and and do some things later on this afternoon. But the thing that kind of like like tears me up about it is. We are right now across the street from the Bellagio, and the Bellagio, oh, yeah. man, on their Sunday buffet is fan freaking tastic, and Un- we are not there. Unlimited mimosas. They've got like everything. They've got you know eggs Benedict. They've got lamb. They've got like all kinds of like foods and and uh, lox and bagels and 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 oh my god, it's delicious. It's fantastic. Oh and I mean, like god. you think about like casino buffets, and it's it's a little bit of a grab bag. Some right. some are great. Some are some, this one on this day it's, is fantastic. It's, it's the it's reason all- to come to Vegas. <laughs> But we ain't, we ain't we ain't getting it today. No, so, no, I'm yeah. sitting here looking at you. <laughs> By the way, Bo is wearing his Houston Astros shirt, right? And you know, proud proud of you know, yeah, Houstonian resident of Houston. That's right. Now and uh, has been for several years. But um, I'm a Mississippian in Houston. Is kind of how. No, I, well, that that's fine. I'm a Houstonian in Mississippi. There you go. That yeah. works. But anyway, um, it, it's funny right now as we're recording, and this episode is going to come out weeks weeks after this, but. 
um, there the the Major League Baseball playoffs are happening. Yeah, yeah. And the Astros, I think, are playing the the. I don't keep up with baseball like I should, but the Astros are are playing the Yankees, I believe. Oh, and so they're we're, we're dominating the Yankees. Dominating, right? Yeah, yeah, right? Because that. as as it sh- as it should be, all is right in the world. <laughs> and actually, I have no idea. <laughs> right, what, I mean, what, we have not the seen the score. Bo and I have no clue. <laughs> Um, but anyway, there is so much Houston Astros gear all over the place in Las Vegas. Yeah. Like I don't I haven't seen I've seen a few Phillies caps. I've seen. That's it. That's it. I, and then and then there's yeah. Astros people everywhere. Everywhere. It's everywhere. So, it's like did half of Houston empty into Las Vegas to watch the series? Like I just it's crazy to me. So everywhere we turn, it's like, oh, more Astros people. Yeah, it's no, like we're, we're out here, man. Oh, it's great. So it's uh, it's kind of cool. I need to get some gear my, myself. I know. Well, this is actually my least favorite of my ass. I actually have multiple Astros. <laughs> well, well, as, you, as you should. <laughs> well, I mean, if you need clothes in Houston, like you're you, you know you're, right. you're likely you to get an it's Astros. Like, ah, or, you know they got Astros shirt at the exactly. gas station. Anyway. Exactly. But anyways, <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm rocking it because I know what's going to get all smoky today. That's, yeah. <laughs> no, that's so good. We're, we're, we're doing it. That's good, man. We've got uh, you know, obviously we're we're here. We've been in enjoying our time in Las Vegas, but I'm about to enjoy this time with you because we are going to do the work that God put us on this podcast to do, and that is talk tobacco. Praise the Lord and go dog. There you go. Well, I don't know about that last part, but, <laughs> yeah, but we're going to be talking some pipe tobacco, man. So tobacco talk is, is is purely that, a chance to review various tobaccos. And, you know, the classic tobacco talks were about finding a pipe tobacco from the Squire and a tin tobacco and kind of reviewing both. And man, from what I understand, we're going back to our roots today. We're going back to our roots, man. I thought we'd do uh, one of each. You know, it's, uh, it's funny, in the early part of the show, when we would do a tobacco talk, we often would do tobacco talks of just our own house blends and that's it. And then eventually we weaved in some brand name tobacco from uh, other sources. Yeah. Tin tobaccos. Typically we, we re- review tobaccos from other uh, brick and mortar shops as well. We've done some stuff from, I think LJ Peretti and uh, maybe some others. I know that one in particular, but you know, for a long time, a lot of what we would do is just tin tobacco and it, the reason for that is as our business has grown and changed and my life has grown and changed, mm. I've kind of gotten out of the kitchen a little bit. That's right. You, you, well, you've trained. And that is a. Like, a, like you've, you've, you've had, you brought in well, new, new people and I you have, kind of trained them up. I have up. now. Yeah. I have now. We went through a season. We had Caleb Crawford working for us for a long Caleb time. Caleb the intern, of course. You know, and, and Caleb did such a good job at blending tobaccos and, and we got him trained up and. Uh, he's really familiar with varietals and how they work together and all those things. He he made some hits, man. I mean, yeah. just some real, real hits. Kingsfoil, Northwest Trek, uh, Shepherd's Pie. I mean, Caleb. Uh, Shepherd's Pie, of course, that's a big. You know, that's, you know, yeah. when people think about, oh, hey, I can't get Frogmorton anymore. What do I smoke? Yeah. And they order Shepherd's Pie. That's we right. sell pounds and pounds. It's, it's of Caleb them. the intern. Caleb man, the intern, that's amazing, who yeah. um, now has two kids of his own. But anyway, I, as our business has changed, I just haven't blended as much pipe tobacco as I used to. And yeah. so, you know, well, a year ago, everyone is familiar. We brought Quinn on board. Quentin uh, the Quintern. Yes. Qu- the Quintern. The Quintern, yeah. <laughs> the quintessential right. Quintern. <laughs> and uh, who I have been mistaken for several times on this trip. I'm not mad about it. Actually, that's that's kind of an honor because, I mean, Quinn's, Quinn's kind of a stud. Yeah. I, I mean, that's great. What are you saying? What are you saying? Yeah, that is an honor to Quentin that people think that Quentin, that, that, that he... <laughs> 
looks like me. Well, but that 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 the thing is, I guess I if, I, I the stud M that the folks maybe if they saw him, they'd be like, Bo, it's so nice to meet you. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I've actually never. Have, I don't think think I've met Quinn. You not in you person. haven't in person. I've, I mean, I've obviously we've all interacted a lot. Yeah, yeah, you know, Quinn is as as this show will come out has been with us probably a year and a half now and has really developed a, a keen sense of how tobaccos work together and is is on that same path that Caleb had taken and so. As Quinn has come back, uh, come online as a blender, as a real tobacco blender, and is is a true tobacconist now. It's it's cool. It's really and and also our business has freed me up to have just a little bandwidth to start experimenting again in with tobaccos. It's like I'm starting to. I finally have time to stick my toe in the water again of blending new pipe tobaccos. Oh man, that's and great. it's been a long time, and it's really precious and 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 just this coveted season that we're. That we're in where we get to do that. So see, um, this is what it it's is. It's really cool, man. People yep. always uh, heretically refer to you as tobacco Jesus, and what they don't understand. <laughs> it's so heretical. It's so bad. It's so bad. And unfortunately, like to our to our fault. Don't we, do that to Jesus. We we've mildly encouraged it from time to time, <laughs> or at least we we've, we I don't know if we've encouraged it, but we've certainly not not shut it down. But but here's the situation. What what is accurate? What is far more accurate is you are more of tobacco Obi Wan Kenobi at this point. <laughs> Because you have trained up these young Padawans to become right. the tobacco Jedi of, of this new era. And at some point, one will rise up to like, turn against you and you will have <gasps> to face them. Quinn, is it you? Well, I was thinking, <laughs> Caleb's got the, he's got two kids now. Uh, Anakin had two kids. So maybe, you know, Caleb will come back and then you have to face him down. And then one day you have to like train up one of his Should kids. Should I check their all, all their midichlorians or whatever? No, it was, all right, you ruined it. <laughs> 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 Let's leave that out. Let's leave it out. What are we talking anyway, about tobacco? No, man? it's it's exciting though because <laughs> Quinn has gotten into the kitchen. He's come up with a tobacco that we're going to talk about. I'm going to save it actually for a second today okay, because right. uh, I want to talk about the tobacco that he that he's blended. But it's I'm, I'm proud of Quinn and I, I'm I'm honored that um you know he he works for me and uh, and he's his enthusiasm has really inspired me and 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 also given me the ability to to get back into that game. And so it's uh it's been a lot of fun. But anyway, uh, tobacco talk today. So we're going to talk about attend tobacco and then we're going to pivot to one of our own that uh that quinn just released himself and uh encourage you guys to try so today our uh 10 tobacco that we're going to try is one that is a little hard to get but is on the market you can find it you might have to hunt for it a little bit your big two or three pipe tobacco retailers online just because they're kind of the first stop for a lot of people when they're looking for pipe tobacco sure. they're probably going to be out of this tobacco on on average interesting but and I'm not going to name their names because they're direct competitors and you should always buy from the country squire. But having said that, <laughs> you will be able to find it if you if you kind of dig around at some of the smaller tobacconists or smaller website. And today we're talking about a tobacco that's made by Dan Tobacco in Germany, and it's Former's Private Flake. Former's Private private Flake. Now, I'm sorry, Private Flake? Private Flake. <laughs> um, so this is uh, Hans uh, Former oh, Nielsen cool. is a very celebrated pipe carver and you know if you've got an extra and, and i'm when i say very celebrated you know a lot of some people you know if you're not into the real pipe collecting artisan pipe carver world you may not be familiar with with uh, former nielsen but if you if you are in that world you know that hey to get a nielsen a former you know you're, you're probably going to have to you know squirrel away you know two or three thousand dollars right i mean he's one of these kind of caliber pipe makers that yeah. um has just been venerated he's been carving pipes since the 50s and i mean he's just that guy right he's uh, right kind of up in that upper echelon of 
uh, pipe carvers of, of all history. Um, and so um, highly well respected. So, you know, my understanding is years ago he worked with, I believe it is uh, Dan Tobacco to develop a, a kind of a series of blends. Most of these are named after pipe related things like bird's eye or straight grain or this kind of stuff. Yeah. But he's got a couple that just have simple names. And this one is called the Private Flake. And this is a really, really good tobacco. I was eager to try this. I, you know, we get all this random tobacco like this in, in the shop, but I don't always get to get around to it because there's just so many things to smoke and we're working on different stuff. But finally was able to try uh, this, this private flake after looking at it for years and was excited to share it with you guys. Yeah. So it comes in a, uh, a vacuum sealed tin, as you can see. And, um, you know, you open it up and uh, the front, matter of fact, Bo, you want to kind of describe yeah. the, what you're, what you're seeing here? Yeah. So, you know, obviously a lot better at that than I am. Got sometimes. the, uh, got the old, uh, kind of the golden, <laughs> golden metal shine, but then you've got the, the label on it. We have, and I'm guessing that's the man himself. I, I'm assuming that I've never laid eyes on former Nielsen, so I'm assuming that that is him. All right, so I don't know who else they would put on a name on a tobacco <laughs> that no, has right. his name on it. So All right. it's not Santa Claus. So no, no, definitely not Santa Claus. But he's sitting here. He's 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 smoking a pipe um, that he's got kind of clenched in his mouth. He's got a, a pretty pretty righteous beard. Nothing nothing too insane, but definitely rocking that beard. And the 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 look. It's a profile view of his face. As he is staring very intensely, very like with purpose and with kind of a critical eye hmm. at a pipe, another pipe that he is holding up. Uh, so he's um, smoking one. He's and smoking he's, one. And he's studying one. And he's studying one. That's yeah. exactly right. He's holding it up and he's, he's and it looks to be, I mean, if, you know, I, I might be projecting here, but it looks like he's really trying to analyze the grain because we're looking at a pipe that is very polished. It would look to be finished at this point. And it's almost like you can kind of imagine like a jeweler who picks up a diamond yeah, and is kind yeah. of looking for flaws or looking for clarity. Interesting. That yeah. seems to be what he's doing in this. It's on a background of what appears to be some sort of like, uh, uh, you know, kind of red leather or something of that matter. Right, like, right. Could be wood uh, behind him. And this image is kind of right smack in the middle of, you know, uh, kind of surrounded by their branding. So yeah. pipe smoking tobacco, of course, uh, formers, handmade in Germany, uh, private flake, 50 grams. It's if, so if I may. Yeah, sure. If I may, you know, because I like I, I always kind of, you know, look at kind of the way in which this is presented. That's a that part sort of, of we've said over and over on the show how that's part of the experience. Absolutely. I, I the image itself is fantastic. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it just it tells a story. Right in like immediately, but the problem I would like my critique of this sure. is that the image is kind of so small; it's a rectangle in a half circle. Right, and so I think what if I you know if if I was kind of uh, uh, envisioning yeah this. To, yeah. to to consult with this, use this same imagery but fill up, make it the whole thing exactly, yeah. and let the text kind of rest above it. Maybe even clean up the text a little bit so that the image really does kind of communicate what it is. But yeah. I think that's I I think I think that imagery is so powerful it's yeah. unfortunate that it's so small within the, the brain. when i look at that because because it's the picture assumingly of the carver yeah. who is studying i guess his own work and, and and you're thinking like okay this is this is a man that's looking for perfection i mean yes. this is someone that is yes. he makes three thousand dollar pipes right. like he like this is a guy that like he is he's studying this to look for perfection this is mm -hmm. a discriminating person who is looking for 
quality, right? And so when you when you pick that up, and then the name of this tobacco is Former's Private Flake, what that's communicating is that, oh, this is his choice. Right. This is his, like, oh, this is what he smokes. That's right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so if you if you do if you come at it from that view, then you're like, oh well, this what what I'm about to experience is a true luxury yeah, product. Premium. You know, it, premium this is of a, premium. This is a premium yeah. product. This is a a high end top shelf thing that it, it's not just because you're paying a lot for it. It's because it's no, this is discriminating. That's you know? right. And so I, I like that it communicates that, but I, I, I'm with you. I think it could be done maybe a little better. So anyway, you open it up. There's a really pretty kind of paper cover on the top of this it just says uh it's got a what do you call that thing where east west north compass? oh you're talking about compass yeah, yeah and it, you know and so it's got this um but th- there's another name for it anyway it's got the um you know there's a fleur-de-lis and it's just very ornamental and uh, a selection of the world's finest tobaccos hand blended for your smoking pleasure very elegant and then of course you open up the elizabethan collar <laughs> and find this delicious delicious aromatic flake so this is an aromatic flake it's it's kind of interesting of course you're talking you're listening right now as as you know if you've listen to us for a while, um, you're listening to a Virginia fan. And the, you know, Virginia folks like clean, pure flavors with uh, lots of nuance and character. Uh, boldness kind of comes second after chasing those nuanced, uh, sophisticated flavors that are kind of ethereal. They're hard to find, but once you find them because you know how to smoke your pipe, you really, uh, you, you just, it, there's something about smoking Virginia's that just lights me up, man. I don't know. Anyway, um, the, the hair standing up on my arm, <laughs> but, and this is a Virginia flake and, and it also has apparently some burley in there from Africa, which is kind of interesting. There's a lot of Virginia leaf here from, uh, they say USA, but also places like Zaire and Zimbabwe. Now we talked in a, in our, I think, uh, pipe capitals of the world. We talk about the whole continent of Africa <laughs> being, uh, you know, a capital of the world. A lot of today's bright leaf comes from the continent of Africa. Right. And so it's not surprising to see this Zaire and Zimbabwe there. Interestingly, though, they also refer to Indian tobacco and from India. Yeah. And, and I'm not super familiar with tobacco that comes from the subcontinent of India. I, huh. I don't know. I'm just not really... Uh, versed in that very well. New but area anyway. of research unlocked. Okay. I know, right? Yeah, now cool. I've got a yeah. Now, now I've got some homework, to, uh, some extra homework to do. But anyway, this is an aromatic flake. Uh, it's a, just a tad moist, but not as moist as like a like a Gay with an Hogarth or a Sam Gay with flake. It's more just a little moist. It just I think when you pop the tin, you're going to want it. Maybe just let it breathe a little bit. What I did and, and worked well for me is I, I tore apart two flakes and just. Uh, set them aside and let them air out for not long, maybe two minutes. I mean, yeah. just not a long time at all before I loaded my pipe. I've gotten to where when I really load flakes in my pipe, I like a, I used to like tall, narrow bowls. And I think a lot of Virginia smokers still do, but I've gotten to where I like a little wider bowl so I can really kind of shove it in there. Instead of doing this three pinch method, I just kind of pack it in there in a in a big vein of tobacco just making sure it's all connected as it goes in until it fills up the whole bowl it probably doesn't make a lot of sense unless i showed it to you <laughs> but but anyway uh, that seems to do well for me nowadays and after a false light and a and a full light this is a really uh, this is a tasty tobacco. It is It is an aromatic flake. It's not cloying by any stretch of the imagination. It's, uh, you, you know, the, the the natural flavor of the Virginias and Burleys is what you really experience first. And I like that because as a tobacco lover, you're like, oh, well, this is, you know, this is an honest tobacco. This is not something that's trying to, I don't know, but portray itself as something it 
that's fake or you know kitschy or anything. I mean, it's a it's a it's a it tastes like tobacco. Right, but, right, right. But at the same time, you do get these notes of particularly apple, and um, there's a nutty kind of fruit medley essence that goes through there, like pear, uh, which is really nice. It's got a nice acidity to it, which you you tend to think of with you know some of those Virginia blends that come through the taste of that acidity but it's not it's not bitey it's not too it doesn't make your tongue just kind of get repulsed from all the um the difficulty of puffing a tobacco like that and so I, I really I really enjoyed this it's one of those tobaccos that you know this is something that I think a I'm getting to the point in my tobacco journey where I kind of feel like I kind of feel like the the peak stage of someone who appreciates tobacco. Yeah. I I feel like there's these stages, right? Sure. You get into it with aromatics and then you are like, you get to the point where you like discover non-aromatics. And so you shun aromatics, right? <laughs> right, right? Right. Right. Your cage stage English or something your like ca- that. Right. <laughs> and so, so you get into it with aromatics. You're like, man, this chocolate covered cherry raspberry blend is awesome. And then someone gives you your first English blend. Right. And if you get into it, you're like, Oh, that's what tobacco can taste like. Right. And so because of that, you poo-poo all the aromatic tobaccos. Right, right, right. I feel like peak stage, like those memes that show the progression of like stages and you got the guy's brain like pop out and everything. So like I think the peak stage is when that person comes back around. And likes what anything that yeah, yeah. yeah. And and appreciates both. Yeah. I really believe that. No, I I, I, I'm getting to the point where I really, really believe that. This is a great pe- precursor to our faith conversation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it kind of is. I it? would never have ex- expected that in tobacco talk. But it kind of it kind of yeah, is. Yeah, well, yeah, I never yeah. would have expected to listen to my pre-sermon while sitting in front of a slot <laughs> machine. But anyway, so, but it, it's interesting. So you've got now, I mean, think of Aaron Moore. Aaron right. Moore is such a good example of this. Like yep. this is a, this is a flake tobacco that has a topping on it and the topping is subtle and it's delicious and it lets you appreciate the tobacco and the flavoring that someone has very intentionally and very delicately applied to this tobacco and praise God it's done well. And like, this is a, this is a tobacco in that vein. Like, you know, the folks that produce this tobacco, former's private flake, like I think they did a good job here. This is an aromatic flake. It's got enough sweetness to keep it interesting it keeps you um, kind of guessing about what flavors you're going to experience around the corner. But the main thrust of it is, oh, it tastes like Virginia with a little burly, and it's a nice nuanced tobacco. Mm, like, yeah. man, that's great. That's like, awesome. Like, man, I'm, I'm really thankful for that. And so, you know, if you're one of those guys that's in the second stage, like the the cage stage. <laughs> the cage stage. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, yeah you're like, yeah. oh, you know, like, man, try to, try to, Try to turn the corner a little bit. Try to find those. It's uh, not regression to appreciate like to appreciate a really where a really well done yeah aromatic yeah like and anyway just food for thought okay well and you know the cool thing is I wonder like with a tobacco like this does it fall in that space then where it you know it can be accessible to both the new pipe smoker and to the you know and I don't I don't know about that part because. Number one, it's a flake tobacco. Sure. Flakes tend Whoa, to be that's, more, that's, yeah. more difficult for new pipe smokers. <laughs> bail, 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 bail. Exactly. <laughs> right. Like flake tobacco. I'll go back to cigarettes. Yeah. Right. But like you know, but the thing is with a with a blend like this, the the focus is on the Virginias right. and the Burley. Like and so I don't know hmm. unless you yep. appreciate that. And there are Latakia flakes, which if you're more into Latakia blends, that that 
you know, have those. But but that and I think the I think the forwardness of those this would this would probably not be a starter yeah. tobacco. You so know, what much I mean? like the the imagery of the the tent itself, this is for the discerning pipe smoker. I think so. Yeah, in no, some I like sense. that. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, I, I was I was proud to or happy to smoke this, and I, I really enjoyed it. Okay. So, Good yeah. deal. All right. Well, that's there's our tent tobacco. What, let's yeah. let's talk about what you got coming up, or we're not coming up, but what you've got coming out of the country. Man, Squire. we just debuted a tobacco uh, at the country squire called Ruins of Windsor. Ruins of Windsor. And it's a great name. And this is Quinn Crawford, who works for me at the shop, as we discussed earlier, uh, has done such a good job as he's really dived in and embraced his tobacconist apron. The Quintern. The the quintessential Quintern. um, (laughs) Even though I think he's the third intern featured on Country Squire Radio. Because you had Tim the intern, then Caleb the intern. And now Quinn the intern. He should be Try the intern. The the Tri-turn. The (laughs) Tri-turn. This, this isn't working. Bail, he bail, bail, bail. Was, he's listening to this and he's he's filling out his resignation letter right right now. now. Sorry, yeah. Quinn. He's like, I'm looking for another job. <laughs> um, no, so Quinn, uh, it, Quinn is is has gotten really good at what he does. And, and by the way, if you don't follow him on Instagram, please do. He hmm. is at Magnolia Piper uh, on Instagram, and he he just curates really interesting content. He, 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 you can follow him as he's working through his day as a tobacconist and as a retailer at the country squire. Uh, he puts some stuff on his family about there, but most of the, of his, of his channel on there, I guess channel page on their profile is, is based on just pipe tobacco, what he's smoking pipes. He finds interesting. He curates it very, very well. Mm. And if you're, if you're on Instagram, I would encourage you to follow at Magnolia Piper, but Anyway, so what what Quinn likes to do is he has kind of had this theme in his last several blends of making an homage to something in Mississippi. We have a very complex state that has an interesting history. Amen to that. It is just, it it is, you know, it's got a beauty. There's a lot of beauty. There's a lot of pain. It's just this crucible of of human humanness in, in our state. And I think it's the reason why a state so small has produced so many Pulitzer Prize winning authors and poets and all this kind of stuff, because it's just, it's got such an interesting story, good and bad. Yeah. And it's created all this, the, all this fodder for just creativity. It's really, and for some of the people that created the creativity, it, that was their only outlet to survive. Sure, <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah. It's really interesting. So Quinn has kind of embraced our state in this in this way. He's from Mississippi, and you know he he has done stuff around the state, kind of these homages to different things. So if you're from Mississippi, you are you were familiar with a I guess you call it a tourist attraction. I don't know, but there there is a destroyed. It's a plantation that is in the southwest part of our state, and it the plantation was called Windsor. And it was destroyed. Oh, interesting. It was destroyed by a fire about 20 years after the Civil War. Pause. Windsor. Isn't that like a Queen of England thing? You know, actually, Queen Elizabeth, her her surname was Windsor. So I, I got to tell you. the House of Windsor. This is, this is throwing me which off. Which is actually kind of interesting. Because when you said the ruins of out, Windsor, she just died. I was like, well, that died. seems a little in poor taste, but I'm sure there's a great story behind it's actually it. Kinda, that's actually kind of <laughs> interesting because it, it's in no way connected to that Okay, that's all. that's wild. And, li- and literally, that's the, wild. The, the head of the House of Windsor just died. Yeah, so so the so we've got this tobacco that's coming out. Yeah, so we, you have <laughs> that's really interesting. You know, it's fascinating. It's you never like, put those two things together. No, uh-uh. Are you kidding me? And now, like, so yeah, we made this because uh, because the queen died. No, no, wow. Um, but wow. <laughs> but having said that, 
they are ruins. It's it's this uh, huge, huge behemoth plantation that burned about 20 years after the Civil War. During the Civil War, it's in the oldest part of our state, which is actually the southwest corner of our state. You would you would think it'd be the opposite that people would have immigrated from the east, but but actually people came up the Mississippi and and founded our state more on the west side. Gotcha. So like right and above the Louisiana, border. right above that Louisiana border, right. and and so that area is the oldest part of our state. And General Grant and and his his army came right through there mm-hmm. as they were kind of reconquering the South. And so that part of our state has an a really a connectivity to both the earliest parts of America, but also the Civil War. It was prolific in slavery. Slaves outnumbered the whites in those counties by like a margin of you know, 10 to one kind yeah. of thing is really a, it just, again, a lot of, a lot of sad history, a lot of interesting history, but it's, it's very fascinating. And that, that part of our state, uh, right around Natchez is, uh, really, really interesting. Uh, but this, this plantation that there are the ruins of the plantation Windsor that are there. And it's these gorgeous columns that kind of ghostly sit in this meadow in the middle of the woods. Huh. And everybody is aware of them, but you have to, you still have, be, you have to hunt to find them. They're just kind of on the side of a little dirt right, road right. and you kind of go back in this little valley and there they are. And it's this ghostly, ghostly ruin that is is just there and so a lot of folks uh, go there you know it's a beautiful even though it's haunting it's beautiful folks go there and get engaged i mean there's you know people that take family pictures there and uh, it, it, you know people will go down there and kind of picnic on the lawn and this kind of sure. thing it's just very interesting but if you're from our you know our state you kind of know uh where this is and so Quinn made a blend with this name, Ruins of Windsor, and uh, and he did a great job. So this is a Virginia Burley Perique. I, he kind of started this blend, I think, thinking that it would be a Virginia Perique, but the Burley content kind of came out of nowhere as he developed this, and and he did a he did a fantastic job. This is a earthy natural tobacco with a natural sweetness that, again, kind of piques your interest in the tobacco, but doesn't bring you down any kind of distracting trailhead or anything. This is a a natural earthy tobacco that has just the right amount of pepper and zing. And, uh, and it is really, really tasty. This, this tobacco, it, uh, I I keep coming back to the word earthy. It's got a really kind of not, not so much on the grassy side. A lot of, a lot of Virginia blends, we think of more grassy or hay-like, and this has elements of that hay, but it's more this uh kind of kind of earthy blend, even though it's it's predominantly black, bright leaf, and just really proud of what he's done here. Uh, it makes the room for a Virginia Burley Perique makes the room actually smell really nice. It's got like a um almost like a like a baking, like someone's making like a like a you know sourdough bread or something, mm, and so nice. uh, just a very like, nice lingering smell that you know, a, a tobacco enthusiast will really appreciate. And, um, and it, and it tastes good. The, uh, there's almost a gingerness that comes through like a, like a, like a Christmas cookie or something, but it's, again, we're talking about an unflavored tobacco. That's just very, very nuanced and, and powerful. Man. And so, uh, anyway, really proud of Quinn. He did a great job. And if, uh, if you get a chance, uh, try some ruins of Windsor, it's, uh, it's actually a part of our permanent lineup now. So it'll be on the shelf for good. So that is wild. I, I, yeah. I remember seeing the email go out about ruins of Windsor. I think it was an email. I remember seeing it somewhere. Maybe it was on Instagram or somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, or maybe Quinn just told me about it. I can't recall, but I just remember like seeing that and thinking, huh, 
That seems a little important. <laughs> a little important. I mean, like I was like, but I'm sure there's a story there, and we'll see what we'll see what it is. And so it's like, oh no, it's it's a it, you know, it's this kind of monument of our sins here in Mississippi that's going to become this beautiful like you yeah. know uh, hidden hidden space. It's like, oh yeah. okay. That just makes a, more just sense. Just a weird time. <laughs> maybe, maybe you could have waited a year, right? <laughs> I just think that's so... Maybe you could have waited a year. That is so yeah. wild, man. That's All interesting. Right. Well, man, of course, anything that Quentin puts out, people know that's going to be amazing. In fact, whenever Quentin puts out Quint. something new... Quentin. Quit. Quit. Oh, you're just calling Quentin, him that. Quentin, the Quintern. You're calling him that because you want to. Okay. Whenever Quinn... Uh, listen... <laughs> I'll put some respect on Quinn's name. Quinn, whenever Quinn, the Quintern. That's right. Okay, there you go. Quinn, the Quintern. Whenever Quinn, the Quintern. Quentin sounds better. Anyway, Quinn, the Quintern. Whenever Quinn, Quinn, Quinn puts something out, man, it is, it is like, it is, it's joyous. It's like opening a present on Christmas Day. And hopefully, if you were very good this year, your stocking was stuffed with a lot of great corn cob fried pipes from our good friends at Missouri Meerschaum. That's right. They've always got amazing quality corn cob pipes. They've got excellent clay pipes. They've got wonderful products and they are constantly innovating we love our friends at missouri mirisham and we greatly appreciate them for sponsoring this show head over to corncobpipe.com today to check out some of the amazing deals they've got going on some amazing pipes and if you are someone who loves rocking a corncob pipe be sure to post out a picture of yourself on ig or twitter or all of these wonderful social platforms to let the good folks at missouri mirisham know we appreciate them for sponsoring this show and also follow them back because you never want to miss what they've got coming down the pipe coming down the pipe coming down the pipe Yep. Ah, man. <laughs> and good thanks to our friends at Missouri Meerschaum for sponsoring this show. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. question of the week. question of the week this week coming in from daniel p who says hi guys i started pipe smoking during the lockdown purchased a church warden gandalf's fault and some hamster cage tobacco <laughs> my goodness sorry daniel <laughs> suffice to say some serious tongue bite and a lot of country squire radio 101s later my technique and palette has progressed thank you so much for the education i was gifted a chacombe atlas taupe f5 for christmas by my partner last year beautiful pipe with a hydro dipped 
coating doesn't seem to affect the smoke, but that's another question for another time. I was just wondering if you guys had any experience with stinger inserts as it came with one and I immediately removed it and haven't even attempted to try to smoke the pipe with it inside. The question is, should I? Any advice would be greatly received. Love the show and keep up the great content. Kind regards. Again, that is Daniel uh, Pateman uh, all the way from the UK. Uh, good luck with the pronunciation. And Daniel, uh, just to reiterate, the ruins of Windsor uh, was not in reference to any kind of so your, uh, geopolitical changes that's right. uh, going on <laughs> in your neck of the woods. That's right. That's right. Um, yeah. So, you know, it, interesting. I I have never, and this is, Daniel's coming from the United Kingdom. Obviously, we're in the States. Chacombs are distributed in both in both places. I have never seen a Chacombe, an, a modern Chacombe, which the, the atlas that he's referring to is, I've never seen a Chacombe come with a stinger. I, I've never seen that. And why don't you go ahead and just kind of put and so a stinger. A, a stinger is yeah. a metal insert that basically goes in where a filter might go, but right. it's much smaller than a filter. And it is a metal piece that is essentially designed to condense, condense moisture in that area so that your smoke remains dry. Right. Okay. I think stingers are rubbish. I I, I, I really do. And and you know that unnecessary. That comes from the <laughs> earliest days of my pipe journey. Not the earliest days, but certainly my earliest professional days of sure. pipe smoking. When, well, like when you were serious in the space. Well, yeah. and when I started working at the at the Squire, exactly. Yeah, Mrs. Reeves, uh, who hired me, and um, you know, passed away. She founded her shop fifty years ago. But you know, she told me anytime you find metal inside a pipe, throw it out. Yeah. Those are her exact words, and I, that has stuck with me. And I, as I've smoked pipes with stingers, I've just kind of, I've just kind of started to do that. Like yeah. every time I see it, I just, I just kind of throw the metal out because I, I don't think it does any good. And if anything, it collects the moisture in one place and then produces other problems that might be associated with that. Now that's just me, okay? But you might find a, a pipe with the stinger in it and love it. All that to say, stingers are not nearly as common as they used to be. These little metal things that go in the in the tenon of a pipe, they're just not that common anymore. And mm. so I kind of feel like, you know, every pipe manufacturer kind of had its little gimmick to get around tongue bite and moisture in somewhere in the 20th century. You know, we had the Peterson P-Lip and then we had the Peterson, uh, what are you, the, the little reservoir system and Savinelli came out with balsa filters and, you know, we had pipes that, you know, were made of stainless steel, you know, the, um, all the, you know, different metal pipes that, that we've seen debuted and the, uh, gosh, Brigham's got a, you know, a, a, um, a wooden tube that the, you know, the smoke, all these are different. I, I kind of call them gimmicks. Cause I don't right. know. I mean, some people, they really like them, but for me, I don't think really any of them do much good, but anyway, some people really do swear by them, but the stinger was part of that whole family of contraptions that are supposed to help people with, moisture and therefore reducing tongue bite on the on the tobacco you know so it, it's a personal preference thing if you decide that it's worth trying i think you you can but myself i i've, I've just always kind of gotten rid of that piece um so anyway i will say chacombe makes gorgeous pipes and i really like 
the atlas that you've got there, that taupe colored atlas. It's a really beautiful marbled look to it. They've they've dipped it in this um, stuff that gives it this almost like a granite uh, countertop look. It's just very interesting. It comes in a series of colors. There's taupe and uh, gray and blue and yellow and um, seems like there might be one more, but uh, really beautiful pipes. So but be sure to check those out. Of course, we we love Chacombs at the Squire and that's one of our best selling brands. So, yep. There you go. All right. Great question there, uh, Daniel. Thank you so much for that. And hey, if you've got a pipe question for us, send it into the show. That is show at countrysquireradio.com. Quick, Quick fire, fire with, with the squire. squire. Quick fire question. Ow. All right, man. Coffee edition coming in from Gabriel Roper. Ooh. Yeah. Sounds good. We need some coffee to this one. I know, right? <laughs> <It's> Desperately. <good. laughs> All right. Leaded or unleaded? Leaded coffee? Well, I don't. I don't even know what he's talking about. Caffeine. I oh, think he's talking about caffeine. Then yeah, caffeine all the way. Caffeinated. I, I mean, I. I think that's if you want your coffee leaded or unleaded. I'm assuming like if you want normal gasoline and caffeine. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. All right. <laughs> I, I guess. I mean, that's what I would assume. Why did? It, all right. I don't. I have probably had decaf. Maybe I could probably count it on one hand as many times as I've had decaf in my adult life slash life. <laughs> this is a conversation. I don't want to have right now. Oh my. Okay. But shots fired. I'm going to just briefly say yeah. and, and agree to take the heat on this. Okay. That I think there is a place for decaf coffee. Let's, let's stow that one. That, that, I, so, so I don't want to talk about this now. Next but I'm Squire just gonna, select coffee edition. We're going to have the, I'm just going to put that little nugget out there. There wow. is a place for decaf coffee. And that is the pit of hell. But obviously, <laughs> <laughs> it's in Dante's Inferno. <laughs> Yeah, that's what they listed. That's the but, eighth level that they don't talk about. But um, but obviously, coffee primarily is meant to be a caffeinated drink. That's yes. part of the purpose, yes. and therefore, you know, I, I prefer and would would always choose leaded. Wow. All right. Well, there you go. <laughs> Black uh, or cream and sugar? Neither. Yeah, I'm I'm, a, I'm not represented here either. What do you? I'm do? a cream guy. You're cream, I, but I, no I, sugar. Actually, I I don't put sugar in my coffee, yeah. but I tend to put a little bit of whole milk or just a little bit of uh, of half and half, and that's just to cut the bitterness a little, yeah. just a little bit. I yeah. like vanilla almond milk is kind of what I go that for for that. Surprise me. Yeah, no, it's quite good. I uh, <laughs> especially, uh, but I also I don't do sugar. I do honey. I almost never yeah. do sugar in coffee. You put I, honey in your coffee? It's fantastic, man. That's interesting. Yeah, it's a good sweetener. Especially yeah. if I don't have like the vanilla almond milk and I've just got just yeah. like, you know, half and half or whatever it may be. That's crazy. Then like, but for a little bit of sweetness, always yeah. go for the... Uh, I never put sugar in my coffee, but I always always put just a little bit of cream if it's uh, if it's available. Agreed. And the only exception is if I'm having like a, a chocolate cake or something like that, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll go I'll go pure black. Like yeah. if, it's, if it's like with, with dessert, but yeah. Uh, all right. Flavored, roasted, or plain? So plain coffee. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, again, I do think there's a place for flavored coffee. You got these, you know, different types of flavors that folks experiment with, but, um, but yeah, I just, I just like the taste of normal coffee. Yeah. I'm not a, I'm not a fan of flavored. Uh, and then finally dark roast or light roast, dark roast. I like the boldness of a dark roast. What I've learned is much like a tobacco Mm -hmm. enjoyer. A lot of people start with milder roasts. They graduate to darker roast, but then the people that really get it come back Go to back the lighter roast it. because they appreciate the nuance of some of these Ethiopians and mm-hmm. uh, more floral, honey-like flavors of of those lighter roasts. And so I've seen people make that circuit just like they've made the circuit on the pipe tobacco that we discussed earlier. I'm still in the dark roast camp, though. My my wife, who knows more 
she's forgotten more about coffee than I'll ever know, but she's a light roast person. Yeah. Is she still a bean fruit? No, she, okay. she, um, of course is a full-time stay at home mom now, but, gotcha. uh, but yeah, worked as a coffee roaster, uh, for, for years. So I'm, yeah. I'm very brand loyal to bean fruit. Obviously they were sponsored back in the day. Yeah. Um, sure. and I, I literally, I, I order four bags of coffee every, and like I keep them in Mason jars and I've got like yeah. a little coffee station at, at my house and everything. Yeah. For, yeah. You know, making coffee and everything, but I always get like, you know, whatever kind of their, their, uh, I guess imported like Ethiopian or, or, yeah. uh, Colombian or whatever. Sumatran or something yeah i've got i get those and then i also always get one of their oh i think it's like crimson stripe or something like that which is crimson a, stamp crimson stamp that's yep. right yeah and then uh then their old root or old route old uh, route four that's right yeah which is their dark roast and so when it comes down to a lighter dark like those are predominantly light roast except for the old mm-hmm. route and basically what i do is if i'm waking up in the morning if i'm having my daily coffee i go yeah. light roast and the only time i really uh, go into the dark roast is if i'm out of light roast or if it's with dessert, I always have dark roast with dessert. Yeah. yeah. So there you go. All right. Great questions there. Yeah. Gabriel. I like that. Yeah. And you expose John David for being a, you know, a decaf. Supporter. A heretic. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's unfortunate. I but, just you know. said there's a place for it. That's what I said. <laughs> and I said it was hell. <laughs> I'm willing. I'm willing to stick by those guns and we'll discuss it later. That's that's good. <laughs> there might be punches involved. Your thoughts, your comments, listener feedback. Listener feedback. All right, man. We got some listener feedback in from our boy, Mark VV. All right. Here's what Mark had to say. He says, hey, gentle hobbits, Marcus here. Oh, that's right. Oh, man. I kind of I buried the lead here because I remember reading this the first time when it said, hey, gentle harpist, Marcus here. And I was like, who's Marcus? Marcus. <laughs> oh, it's Mark VV. <laughs> of course. Country Squire Radio Royalty, man. Yeah, a long time listener, man. Good friend of the show. Hey, gentle hobbits, Marcus here. I wanted to relay some positive feedback to you guys regarding the new addition uh, to the CSR lexicon. Father to Father and from the library is someone who's been with all y'all, you know, for all, uh, all the Yankees and Westerners. Sorry, Nina. Uh, <laughs> since, the, since the wee early days, I've been through many content adjustments, but largely the show has ultimately remained the same in many respects. For you guys to continue to do this week after week, year after year, is frankly impressive and a testament to the stubbornness of pipe smokers. <laughs> Amen. That said, the, this year's uh, slight reinvention of the show topic has probably netted some positive and negative feedback. Uh, But let me be clear. While I do miss the weekly tobacco content on occasion, the net positive of the new series far outweighs the negatives, and you have effectively retuned the pipe-smoking podcast into a conversation piece, or rather into something to contemplate. What's more pipe-smokery than that? They often evoke thoughts, self-reflection, and fresh perspectives on some things that many of us pipe-smoking dads, eventual dads, bachelor codgers, and intellectuals deal with as well. The new content is frankly invaluable and makes me all the more excited for whatever comes the following week. Please keep it up. Anyway, I uh, patiently await to the day when the show officially jumps the shark with the Hobbit sauce and tobacco <laughs> pairing. Until then, all the best, your friend, as always, Mark VV. Mark VV. Very uh, kind. Thank w- you, Mark. Well said with the uh, Hobbit sauce and tobacco pairing. As we have said, we're not going to say the name of that show anymore. We, we made that declaration several years ago that we would uh. not even reference it. But I will say this. If ever that day comes that you hear us utter those words, it is, in fact, a sign of the end times. <laughs> and with that, man, I want to encourage folks, if you've got some listener feedback for us, send them into the show show at country squire radio you can of course follow us on twitter at squire radio you can follow john david at john david cole or the shop at underscore country squire 
And all that information and more can be found at CountrySquireRadio.com. All right, man. Some tobacco talk. I had fun talking tobacco this morning. I know. Yeah, this was good. It, we, we, we ended up touching on a lot of different subjects. In this time we did. It was very uh, it, we, very circuitous, but we, we got there. Yeah, how, how great. How circuitous? Yeah. Circuitous? I can even hardly say that. Circuitous. I knight you circuitous of the large words army. All right. Well, that's going to do it for us for this week. Hey, man. We better get out of here before this before we crash this. Let's go have a day. See you, brother. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.